0: Good morning and good afternoon and good evening, whichever way, whatever time you're listening, good to you. Great day. So um, I just recently looked at some things in terms of the Black Media Matters campaign that's going on right now. And I thought it would be great to explain and express myself publicly because it's unlikely that the equality of this campaign will reach all black media outlets. And that's a concern for me because as a uh, owner of a black media platform, you know, it's unfortunate that I've never been contacted by anybody that's out there advocating on behalf of us. So I'm wondering how does the constituents or those that are involved in black media become a part of something that people are advocating on? The behalf of you know that that really has me puzzled and perplexed because this situation does not just affect three networks or two networks uh it should be for all networks that are black owned or minority owned it's really um disheartening to see such a thing go on and I've tried reaching out to those principals who are leading this Black Media Matters event and not had one response. And that right there is, you know, an equality in itself. It's a disparity to other media platforms that are out here struggling to survive, that there was not a constituent or a custodian put together. To represent all of us. So when you say black media matters. Is it only certain black media matters? And that's why. But you can't say that black media matters. And you haven't taken the time to address us all. Or send notifications to black owned media platforms. And again it's a selective few of people. Who are looking to get government and corporate dollar spending advice, this is this isn't the way to go about it. And this is how things fail. It's because it does not fail. It fails to represent all parties. You can't go into corporate America and government um entities and ask for money for black media platforms. And not have a clear address or notified all parties involved. I've been out here doing this thing for the last eight years. Um, and we don't do entertainment um, news and entertainment media. And all these other, you know, different things that we could be out here doing. We simply sit down and do what we call advocacy media. So we do have a position um, in media that speaks to the people to educate them, to let them know um, what's available, what's not available, to understand how to break down disparities, to understand how the government system works, these kind of things. And when you're out here and you're advocating, you're pushing for equality, you're pushing for, you know, the advancement of people of color. um, This is such an important part of our job on a daily basis. But Yet those individuals who are out here screaming black media dollars is needed seems to have forgotten that you have to get the collective group of people who are out here doing what you're advocating on involved in the in the movement or in the process of the procurement in which you're trying to settle because it's it would be a disadvantage If there is no programming together to actually provide assistance to everyone and not just to the collective few people in that particular clique of people who are running after these dollars. This is an important part because when we create systems. These systems should be fairly dispersed amongst all people involved in that particular industry. There should be content and information distributed to them to let them know what phase of the program it's at, what has been allocated, what type of funding is available, not just for them, but for everyone that's in black media. This is a very big problem. You can't create movements in this country and not move on behalf of all people involved and not have a process for those individuals who you claim to be representing to have a way to register so that the information that is being provided or being sought after is is actually um, public record to everyone. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a disadvantage. I hear these people out here screaming, Black Media Matters. I see black, um, you know, ad agencies, you know, promoting and pushing this. I see certain news stations that are ran by African Americans pushing and promoting this. But I have not found... Yet, one page out there on the web that says, If you are a black media outlet, sign up. If you're a black media outlet, you need to register your business so that we can send you information and also allow you to register for any type of funding that is available. And this is what we're doing. Because that is proper protocol. And it's just an unfortunate situation that people aren't processing this. And this is how we as a people stay behind because you're not fairly representing us. And because people have a bigger position or bigger pockets, um, they're able to uh, reach this particular uh, level of communication with government and with um, and with other entities like corporations. That's that's not fair, you know, for us people who are small and mom and pop, you would consider uh, media platforms who are not novelists. But we really do this on a daily basis. And we're underfunded. You know, we're underfunded. Um, we don't get the support of, I just went to uh, another car dealership, right, that I have been trying for the last three years to just get an ad, you know, and this particular car dealership or car line is a very, you know, um, it. I would say in demand by our community, right, and I walk in the other day, the guy after three years offers me $2,500 and said, I don't care if you just give us a byline in in your magazine or on your television programming, just, just do anything you can for $2,500 because I could write a check for that, but I can't write a check for bigger than that. And it's a one-time event, right? And I said, what can I do with this $2,500? Like... When I'm trying, the print alone costs six to seven thousand. Then you have staffing that you have to pay for. Then you have to have you know all these other things paid for. If you would only give me twenty five hundred dollars, it's not much that, and, and and you're selling you know sixty seventy thousand dollar cars. It, that, that's a slap in the face, you know, and so I, I'm I run into that all the time, you know. And it's, it's it's really disheartening to see that what is it there? There was no blueprint to getting into this industry first and foremost. There was no blueprint. You literally had to go for what you knew, you know, and hope to God that everything works out. And I've been going through that for some time, even with television programming. This is new to me, um, but I've seen a lot more supportive uh subject, you know, uh, responses, let's say that. Um, But when it came to the magazine starting that business up, I had no clue whatsoever where to go. I just knew I needed to do it because people needed to have a magazine that would, you know, be of high quality. The aesthetically, it was pleasing to the eye, uh, provided, you know, great content about issues that were not being addressed. I always consider it. We pick up where the news left off. Um, we talk about the 64,000 African-American women missing in, in America. We talk about medical mishaps. Um, we, we're covering the natural uh, direction of how to heal the body without uh, medications that are being provided by doctors that are killing us. Uh, We talk about, you know, a lot of different concepts and entities, whether it's the rate of recidivism. How can it be resolved? What does that look like? You know, Um, we are consistent with putting out great content and have gained the interest of eighty seven thousand subscribers. And that sustains us at this point. But every time we lose a subscriber, I'm having to sit back and wonder If we'll be able to meet payroll or if we'll be able to meet um, the print obligation that we consider being a print or digital publication. We try our hardest every month to do this on a shoestring budget of, you know, charging six dollars, you know, subscription prices or rates or what have you. But we have to be equally treated by individuals who are developing campaigns on our behalf. I think it's so unfair and unfortunate that I will have to take the next step and ensure that these corporations are not writing millions and millions of dollars of checks that are not being distributed to all black media outlets not just the few who have chosen to start the campaign. I don't think other black media outlets are paying attention to what these people are doing. You're doing this without us involved. And that is not acceptable. And I am unapologetically speaking out because it has to be somebody willing to stand for something and not fall for anything. So people, while you're out here, people, These people have started this as a project for themselves, for being, you know, I understand that they've been doing what they've been doing for years and that they should be compensated and that they should be supported and that they should receive some type of financial infusion from the government and corporations uh, to continue their work. But they're not the only party that's sitting at the table. I am not to be on anybody's menu. I believe that after eight years of putting in the work that I needed to put in that I should have a seat at that table and be able to speak on behalf of the work that we have done and others who are just like me should be able to sit at the table. So if we're not putting together that consortium we, I think that the black media uh, campaign or movement is in it's an error. Yes, it uses a lot of high profile names and people. But because I'm not high profile, does that mean that I should not be on that list? I think that that is a major, major discrepan- discrepancy. I, I think that somebody has to say something and that will, I will say something because I'm not going to allow people to just walk right in and dismantle a situation for their own good. No, there is a group of us out here that are black media outlets that deserve an opportunity to have a seat at the table. And I think that it's time for those individuals to contact us. I started the Black Media Conference over three years ago. And if you are a black media outlet, I call upon you to Uh, Send me an email or drop me a line on whatever platform you're listening on and do so quickly so that we can continue the work and get all black media outlets registered so that you have a fair chance at receiving the benefits of being considered a real platform, a black media platform and within the custodium that we will seek out together to find means of getting corporations and government advice. You cannot subject us to being put ostracized and out of a conversation that we should have been included in. So Be In Color Media is the custodium For black media outlets to register to have a fair chance at receiving any type of assistance or financial consideration from government and corporations who are buying advertisement and maybe looking to reach your listeners, viewers or readership. This is fair. This is what equality is, is to come together to ensure that people of all media platforms related to a certain particular race should receive some type of consideration or be told what needs to be done in order for that to happen so this is my line of communication and thank you for coming to my room i appreciate you my name is tam lawrence and i stand on this message and i confirm that there is a way for us to be able to create equality to continue the communication but if people are not willing To speak to me, I will continue to speak out. I will continue to speak up and to ensure that everyone has an opportunity that is in black media to have a voice in this fight because it's important.